Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. As you may recall, I recently released a video on the worst fan theories that I came across in 2022. Well, in today's video, we're going to be taking a look at the opposite end of the spectrum, discussing the best Harry Potter theories to have surfaced or been discussed within the last year. From good to absolutely amazing, I'll be taking you through these theories, some of which were indeed proven with the newest Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore film, released earlier in 2022. Others I either found fascinating or simply brilliant. 10. Hermione and Ron were character foils for Lily and James Potter to get things started, the first fan theory that I'd like to discuss is the idea that Hermione and Ron were character foils for Lily and James Potter. What exactly does this mean? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Let's start with the backgrounds of Harry's parents, Lily and James Potter. Lily was a muggle-born witch who, from what we know about her relationship with Severus Snape, was compassionate and kind. She was also rather brave and intelligent as supported by her replacement in Gryffindor House at Hogwarts, not to say anything of how she sacrificed her own life in her effort to protect her infant son from Lord Voldemort's killing curse. James, on the other hand, was a pure-blood wizard descended from a long line of magical ancestors. He was known to be somewhat hot-tempered, and not always the kindest in his youth. Again, these are things we've picked up from how he interacted with, or rather, how he bullied Severus Snape. But James was also incredibly brave and loyal to his friends, the Marauders. So what's the theory? Well, it doesn't take much to see the glaring similarities between Lily and Hermione Granger. The Muggleborn, extremely compassionate, remember her society for the promotion of elfish welfare, and fiercely intelligent witch and best friend to Harry. There are also many similarities between James and Ron. As you may know, Mr. Weasley also came from a long line of purebloods, lost his temper quite easily, and was one of the most loyal people Harry had ever met. Are these similarities merely coincidences? Perhaps, but I think it's more likely that J.K. Rowling saw them as character foils for Harry's parents, and used them to guide Harry through his years at Hogwarts in ways that his late mum and dad were never able to do. 9. Aberforth and his Thing for Goats Next up, Aberforth and his Thing for Goats. Now, before the release of Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore, it had been mentioned that Aberforth, Albus's much gruffer younger brother, had been charged with performing inappropriate charms on goats. 
Theories and speculations ran rampant on what exactly this meant. How inappropriate were these charms? Does that mean what we think it means? Couldn't be, could it? Well, it has in fact been confirmed by JK Rowling that these inappropriate charms which got Aberforth arrested were exactly what we thought they were. What's more, Aberforth's odd obsession with the creatures is further supported by what we see of him in The Secrets of Dumbledore. Surely you noticed his keen interest in the chillin'? 8. Snape's opening lines to Harry are a coded statement about Lily Potter. There's been some debate back and forth between fans for years on this topic, so it's hardly a new theory, but it's just so bloody brilliant that I had to at least acknowledge it here. There was a fan, Tom Hiddles, whose theory blew up in many publications back in 2016, around the same time as the death of Alan Rickman, the actor who famously played Severus Snape in the Harry Potter films. Tom Hiddles' theory is as follows. The first thing Snape asks Harry is, Potter, what would I get if I added powdered root of asphodel to an infusion of wormwood? According to Victorian flower language, asphodel is a type of lily, meaning, my regrets follow you to the grave, and wormwood means absence, and also typically symbolized bitter sorrow. If you combine that, it meant, I bitterly regret Lily's death. However, I've also come across the following argument that challenges the interpretation of Snape's first words to Harry. Reddit user by the name of Ted the Geek Atheos claims, Asphodel is a type of lily which was associated with death and graves in ancient Greece. Wormwood is also called Artemisia absinthium, which was commonly burned as a protective offering by the Greeks to their gods. What he was saying was, On Lily's grave, I promise to protect you. I go into this theory in more depth in my video on the topic of 5 Severus Snape theories, good and bad. I recommend you check it out if you'd like to learn more. 7. Azkaban was a way to contain prisoners and the Dementors. After the introduction of Dementors and the Prisoner of Azkaban, many fans ruminated on the idea that the magical jailhouse was as much a prison for the Dementors as it was for the criminals being held there. Dementors were meant to be Azkaban's guards. However, it seemed like the perfect setup to keep these soul-sucking beings from wreaking havoc on the wizarding world. Well, JK Rowling has indeed confirmed this theory as being true. 6. The Dementors were more interested in Harry than other wizards On the topic of Dementors, did it ever seem strange to you that these creepy, ghoul-like creatures appeared to be a heck of a lot more interested in Harry Potter than any other witch or wizard? Well, the theory here is that that's because they were more interested in him. As a Horcrux, Harry actually had more than just his one soul inside his body. He had his soul, plus a piece of Voldemort's. Of course, this would mean that any Dementor who got to suck out his soul would get more than it bargained for, and it's likely that Dementors could sense this. 5. Ariana Dumbledore was an Obscurial As you may remember, earlier in 2022, I speculated that Ariana Dumbledore, Albus's ill-fated sister, was an Obscurial in my video, Who Killed Dumbledore's Sister Ariana? What happened to her? This theory cropped up as a result of what we had come to learn about Credence Barebone, the wizard turned obscurial in the Fantastic Beasts series. It was extremely exciting to have this theory confirmed in the Secrets of Dumbledore film, which came out just a short while later. 4. Dumbledore had more than one hidden agenda It's well known that Dumbledore was a wizard of many secrets. One in particular that nobody was very happy to learn about was that Albus had been hiding his agenda of raising Harry up all those years 
only to have him confront Voldemort and die. Even Snape was furious. But the real question is, what else was he hiding? Were there other plots and strategies that he was secretly masterminding behind the scenes? What else was Albus Dumbledore doing in the shadows in the name of the greater good? Well, there are a couple theories that touch on this. The first one is that Dumbledore knew that a life with the Dursleys might make Harry become an Obscurial. Of course, because Albus's sister, Ariana, had been one, he would have known all too well that this would have been a possibility. The theory goes that he took the risk, figuring that if it were to occur, at the very least, Harry would have been able to take on Voldemort with more intensity of power. There's also the idea that Dumbledore had secretly put a protective spell on Hogwarts so none of the students would die while he was headmaster. So many perilous dangers came to Hogwarts during the series, and yet Dumbledore never seemed particularly worried. What's more, none of the students that I can think of actually died while he was headmaster. The final theory within this theory is that Dumbledore intended for Harry to fail in his occlumency lessons with Snape in order to provoke Voldemort into misguided action. He was obviously quite aware of the tension and history between Severus and Harry, which makes it hard for me to believe that he thought putting these two together for these lessons was a sensible idea. But the notion that he may have done this on purpose fits much better into what we know about Dumbledore and his willingness to put Harry and others in harm's way in the name of the greater good. 3. Credence is a Dumbledore and a Prince? The heritage of Credence Barebone has been a topic of discussion since the release of the first Fantastic Beasts movie. With the answer of who his father was released in the latest film, the question of his mother's identity still remains a mystery. Well, it is my belief that Credence could be a relation of none other than Severus Snape, for he could have been Eileen Prince, Snape's mother's father's cousin, or put more plainly, a secret son of one of Eileen's grandfather's sisters. I explored this theory in more depth in my video, Who is Credence's Mother? You should definitely check it out if you'd like to learn more. 2. Why Voldemort Looks Only Half Human This is one of the more gruesome theories on the list, but it's one that makes complete sense to me. The theory goes that Voldemort had to give up pieces of his own body in order to bind his soul to each physical horcrux. As he created more horcruxes and gave up more pieces of his body, his looks deteriorated. As you may recall, upon his rebirth, he had no nose, red slits for eyes, and pale grey skin. Who knows what else he was missing? 1. Harry was the master of death Our final theory of today, and my top pick for the best theory of the list, is that Harry was the unnamed master of death. Many fans were completely outraged when Harry simply snapped the Elder Wand in half in the final movie. This was meant to be the greatest weapon in the wizarding world. He shouldn't have been able to just break it with his hands like that. But Harry had mastery of the Elder Wand, and the Invisibility Cloak, and the Resurrection Stone. The three items named in the fable of the three brothers that, when held by one witch or wizard, would make that person the master of death. It's actually pretty straightforward if you think about it. An interesting note to make from this revelation is the idea that Harry may have only been able to return to the land of the living after Voldemort hit him with the killing curse because he was the master of death. This challenges the idea that he was able to return because Voldemort's curse only killed the Horcrux inside him, which I always took issue with. And with that, we've come to the end of another video. What did you think? Did I miss any theories from the past year that you thought were better? Please share your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel.
Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.